Welcome back to the show and go. It's been a minute. Boys are here in person, floating about behind the scenes over here, talking a bit of footy and some of the biggest storylines out of the weekend. Boys, first one, we had the Panthers sealing at the death with Melbourne. A lot of reactions to that one. Footy companion reactions. Did you see Roasty's one? No, I watched one with the high five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I enjoyed that. Yeah, um, yeah I really enjoyed the game. Uh, obviously, when you have two of your biggest players out, Pappy and Clary, I think you really notice the difference. It's a superstar league. You need superstars to make games, but it still was a really, really good game. Really enjoyed it. But there's not too many times where Melbourne beat themselves. Uh, one of my old coaches, Ivan Clary, used to say, like, when you go down to Melbourne, you play Melbourne, you have to beat them. So there wasn't – it was a weird scenario because they, they had two times to win the game and they kind of messed up both of them. One, defense, when they pride themselves on that. They let Kurt Capewell through. And our last one was probably Justin Orland, which was quite obvious where he should have passed the ball and had our cars over, but really enjoyed the game. Yeah, I thought it was interesting when we were watching the companion, you were saying like it's kind of like under sixes at that last play when they were all mm. running one way. Like that's not what Melbourne do. Um, so it was interesting. It was an interesting watch. Obviously, we got fucking mad into the end of it there. Footy companion curses well and truly dead now. So we usually just get blowouts, but that was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed the game. Um, again, you made a point during it, though. Like, those are two such good sides that we expect to be there at the end. In terms of a result, I don't think it means too much. Really. They're going to be there, aren't they? They're going to be there. Like, I had Penrith, like I've said before, I had Penrith running the table. I think they're going to win it all this year. Mm. Um, I don't really subscribe to the whole second year team's too young thing just because they've played so much football together. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it and kick out with the try saver of Doom as well. Matty uh, Burden was really special, I yeah, thought. Yeah, he was nice, man. Like, we kept on, like, we were joking about him looking like a rugby union player and like the fake Matt Ghetto and that. But fuck, when he hits that ball, man, it was just torpy every time. Mm. He was punching it into the corners. So, um, when a side's that good and they have like quality depth in the halves, they're going to be a fucking problem, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed Matt Burden's game. I can see why sort of Bulldogs are itching to get him over straight away. Uh, but has, like, he, has he signed yet? Yeah, he signed. He's he three years, signed. three oh, years yeah. from next year, so he'll, he'll make some money. Yeah, very rugby union esque the way he sort of plays football with the headgear. Even though what yeah, like you said, like he talk, torpies him all the time, and he lands him on the spot too. So um, I kind of like Jerome Luai is obviously like proven. You know, he's going to be the main guy out there for a minute. But Matt Burden kind of outplayed him. I thought. Mm. He suits that sort of just like left foot, but it was good. It was good to watch. It's hard to kick that well in a game. So um, if he's got that part of his game sorted already, everything would build nicely off it. He's a big body. He loves to tackle. Um, once he starts running and figure, figures out how to get his touches, but it could be anything. could be anything. Had the old Jamie Sauer depth as well when he was yeah, kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping back about 20 metres. <laughs> when you've got that much length on your kick, you can, yeah. you can step right back. So not too many people are going to get him as well. So uh, Nathan Cleary comes back, but you want sort of depth in your team. So exciting times. Uh, next time we had Dragons and Mudders go back-to-back. How was good to see the boys playing like that? Yeah, I haven't seen Mudders play like that in a minute, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I, I said that to him as well, and he was flying. He looks happy. So um, I sort of wrote down on my notes here, you'd rather have a happy team than a talented and not happy team. So when you look at the Dragons, they don't really have that really big superstar. Like, they've got players like Dufty that can um, – like pull a stringer game together. Zachy Lomax is moving towards that sort of really good um, top-end type centre. And then uh, once Benny Hunt and Corey start firing, and I think Macca really unlocks them as well, not only are they close friends, but they played a lot of football together up at the Broncos. So I think he knows how to play with both those guys. And over the past two weeks, you've seen Benny Hunt really kill it on that last week's game, that captain's knock. And then Normie killed it last week as well. So um, it was good to see. And they go up and take the, take on the Knights this week, which is, I thought we were going to pump them, but I don't know anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's good. Like I said, you'd rather be a happy team than an untalented one. Because they don't really have that big superstar forward that they can sort of rely on. You've got to roll as a pack. So I think that's what they're doing. And it looks like they're having fun. 
Yeah, when when they let Frizzell go or, or when Frizzell left, I think that's kind of when everyone, not put a line through them, but like that was their guy in the forward pack. Like he was their dude, as good as like Paul Vaughan and those guys are. Tyson Frizzell was their enforcer, was their leader there. So he left and everyone thought they were going to struggle this year. And But they're just playing so free, man. Like you touched on Zachy Lomax. I'm, I'm that fucking high on him, man. Um, he plays kind of like, I don't know if there's really a player comp. Obviously, he's playing in the centers for the Dragons, so you start to throw in Gaz, Gaz yeah. in that. But he's different. Like, he's differently skilled than that. He's he's one of those hybrid players that you could put him wing, fullback, you could probably throw him at 5'8", and he wouldn't look out of place. He's just a real fucking natural football player. Mm. And you said that's the best you've seen Corey play in a long time. That's the best I've seen the Dragons play in a long time. They yeah, just, they're playing with so much freedom. Some of those sort of, I suppose you'd say, lesser-known forwards. Is it, is it Laurie? Is it uh, yeah, like Laurie? Laurie? Guys yeah. like that are really stepping up. Um, I'm not too sure how long Benny Hunt's out for. I, didn't I think six weeks, eh? He's yeah, going to be out for a while. So I think Clooney's going to come straight in. Well, I was even played, tossing yeah. up Jack Bird. Like, it's good to see Jack Bird back, back playing football. And he set up one of the last tries where he's hanging out the back. You think of natural footballers. He, won a, he, he almost won them. Like, he got the Cronulla team back on track yeah. when they won the comp that year when he was playing 5-8. You've done a little jink off and uh, they beat the Roosters when the Roosters were a real good side and that sort of started their like 15 yeah. win game streak. So um, any way that you can get Jack Bird more ball in different scenarios, I think is a good scenario to be in. So it depends if they got they got Braden Williami that can come there, mm. but I think they'll go safe with Adam Clune um, yeah, to I see th- how he goes. I think um, I think Bird might be suspended this week as well. Oh yeah, he is he, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, but but no, like long term, it's it's, it's an easy cover. Yeah, no. Look, the Dragons played unreal, um, and like you said, it's good to see Corey and the boys playing. Playing happy and playing free. And it makes makes tr- going to training fun on a yeah. Monday. When you're winning games and um, you just sort of roll up on the Monday and everything seems to go good, like video's a little bit shorter, the water tastes a little bit better, your traffic's better, your missus isn't complaining as much. <laughs> winning just helps a lot of things. And uh, there's a few teams that aren't and we'll touch on later, but yeah, yeah. life's good when, when you're winning. One team that is winning, Jackson, is your Warriors. Did they? Yeah, apparently. Did I didn't see that. Read them often, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone was coming at you. Yeah, I copped a bit of a spray after that. I, I backed against the boys. Back You'd happily cop a spray that, oh, eh? fucking happily, <laughs> happily. I actually lost a bit of money as well, and I was fucking happy to throw that away. So that was like Warriors of old sort of shit. It was mm. one of those ones where they're a side man, and whether it's nostalgia or whatever it is, every time they're down, and they were down, I think, 26 with 20 minutes to go, and there was not one part of me that didn't think they were a sniff. And it wasn't just because of, obviously, the Raiders' injuries, which we will touch on, but um, when Roger is in that mood, and you can tell he just is not giving up on any single play, ne- not that he ever does, no, but never. Rod- Roger was just in that mood where I was like, fuck, if they can get the next one, I kept saying that, if they can get the next one and the next one, they're a chance there. The defence around the middle, and we said it, Justin and I in our show um, uh, last week, they're still so shaky through the middle. You had, I think, three props for, for the Raiders' crash over, um, Elliot Whitehead scored as well. Like they give up some tries through the middle there because the boys are just obviously big and fatigued, and mm. these new rules are killing them. But fuck, they can score, man. So I got mad up, and obviously Roger at the death. He probably can't write it any better than that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah game. Like you said, nostalgia. The Warriors sort of created that style of football, the comeback style, very like early two thousands. But they were awesome to watch, and you just never like they almost play better from behind because there's no pressure on them as well. So that's what it felt like. I really enjoyed Cody Nicarima's game as well. We yeah. sort of talked about last week where like sometimes he struggles to find touches because when he plays five eight, he'll he'll kind of play second fiddle. So he'll get the second best ball. He'll hold a wide four, and if he doesn't get it, he kind of goes missing into game sometimes, which is hard as a half. But uh, that one try that he scored, like he had so many touches. So the way he can get back into games is, is through offloads. Mm-hmm. He's got plenty of offloaders in that team. So as soon as he gets an offload, he should be the guy. He should be trying to get himself in those types of scenarios. And the other ones when he runs from hooker. 
Like yeah. When he runs from hook and dummies and goes, he's hard to stop as well. So with Cody Nicarima, you could really up his like involvements. They call that in um, AFL where – um, say he touches the ball maybe 25 times a game, he touches it more than that. But if you can get those up numbers up to like 40 to 60, and they're all in different scenarios where it's not just first receiver running shape, because it doesn't look, he can do it, but it doesn't look natural it's not to natural, him. Yeah. But then he, if he gets an offload and he just, that try he scored, it was fucking not, not too many people be able to do that as well. So really enjoyed that part of his game. Um, obviously, RTS, you spoke on, Captain's Knock, uh, going to be a massive loss to the game. Crazy, but f- yeah, loved it. You love you love to see the Warriors do well. They're kind of like the people's team at the moment. They're, they're laying the biggest sacrifice. They're moving all their families, like all that stuff last year. Um, you kind of want to see them win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I want to see them win, but yeah. And, but um, shout out to recruitment as well. So Benny Murdoch, Masilla, yeah. like even though they're letting tries through the middle, uh, once they get the once they get the other swing of the ball and they start getting all the ball, it's fucking hard to he stop. Lo- as he well. looks like he'd be a fucking nightmare to tackle. Yeah, as he's, well, awful. He's, he's awful. <laughs> he's awful. <laughs> they park him on an edge and he's just killing him. Just on. Cody Nicarima, I think his involvements went up out of necessity because when Chanel's not there and, you know, O'Sullivan was very good. He mm. was controlled. He was cruisy. But Cody obviously realised, okay, in this one we've got no Chanel. Who Chanel, even though he's young and in his NRL career, he's the, he's the dude. He runs all of their structure, for lack of a better word, and Cody plays off the back of that. In this game, he was kind of forced into more touches, and I think we saw what happened. Yeah, that's what you want. When you look at really good teams, all the best players, all the players that get paid the most, they always touch the ball the most. You look at South's player, it goes Damian Cook, Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell. They always touch the ball. Cameron Murray. So whatever pay packet, if you're if you're getting paid a lot of money, that means you've got potential, you've got talent, you need to be touching the ball a lot more. And um, I think Cody could be... With him and Roger, I think there's enough there to do. And that Ford pack, there's enough there. This is our year, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look happy, man. They, don't, they do, yeah. You know what? They don't have to travel anymore. Mm. Like you look at a team like the Cowboys. Like our days off at the Warriors, we used to travel home. And then we'll be back at – so we'll play Saturday here, stay the night here, um, sit in the airport for three hours, fly home for three hours, sit in customs for an hour and a half, drive home, and then we had video the next day where yeah. the boys over here, like they'll be down at Bondi Beach going for a swim, going for a coffee. It feels like a day off. Travel's not a day off. So that's, that's always going to be the hard part about those teams travelling those long distances. But, um, yeah, they're here. They live in a good spot. It's fucking sunny all the time. Man, you might see a different Warriors this year. I hope so anyway. The, the jet lag's real, man. I'm still feeling it, so <laughs> still slow. Um, yeah, off the back of that game, a few injuries from the Raiders. Um, both Raiders and Sharks in their games down to one on the bench pretty early on. Uh, should the game finally introduce the use of an 18th man for these situations? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I think a lot of people people have been preaching about it for a while now, but it just makes sense. Like They want to do things to speed the game up and make it quicker and more contact and play the balls faster and all that sort of stuff as well. But with all that, there's always going to be a consequence of that. If the game moves faster... Boys a bit more tired, head in the wrong spot. Like you need to accommodate for that, and I think the 18th one is probably the best one as well. So it just it just it seems like common it sense. Seems bizarre. I was about to say they do it in cricket. It's not even a contact sport. You have substitute fielders who don't play, but if someone breaks a finger or needs to take a piss, <laughs> like they have a they, backup ref. Yeah, exactly. They have a backup ref, but I don't know anything. Man, the coolest thing, like first, like I think we both agree, it's a fucking no brainer. Um, particularly like you said with how fast the game's going, they got to do it. But it also brings in like it's a strategic selection all of a sudden like at the moment the 18th man is kind of it's always just a, a back rower or a fullback who's not quite good enough to get in the team but I think you'd start not to see a specialist 18th man because they wouldn't really get on but you would have to make a tactical pick you know what I'm saying at yeah the 18th man. you'd have to be super versatile yeah it'd be like a like a Connor Watson or, or someone Connor Watson's obviously in your side but yeah. it'd be someone who can cover multiple positions um yeah no brainer 
Uh, you mentioned it earlier, a few sides of three teams that don't have wins at the moment, Cowboys, Manly and the Bulldogs. Um, starting off with the Cowboys, what do they have to do from their eyes? Oh, I don't I, I thought Toddy Platin was just going to go up and sort of flip the joint over, but obviously um, it's not in his roster. So you've got to think coaches inherit rosters. A lot of coaches take three to five years to put the rosters of the team that they want together. Um, but yeah, like the, you look at their team, they've got enough there. They shouldn't be getting pumped by this much. Um, but they're sort of a hard team. We sort of touched on them off air. They're out of sight, out of mind. Like, you don't hear about because uh, Thurston's not there anymore. Like, I don't hear about the Cowboys. No. I was listening to Valentine home speak before the game. Like, even, like, that didn't sound too com- like too much of a confident speech. He's like, oh, the Titans are like a really good side. I'm like, shit, he's not giving me much here. <laughs> so, um, that were, they were sort of the, yeah. M- 0-3 is hard to start the season because, like, you, you're walking in the training, you're like, fuck, we're in for a long year, long year here. Um, it's, it's a bad feeling to be in. It's not, not the be or end all. Like we touched on the Cowboys one in 2015 off the back yeah. of an 0-3. Warriors in 2011 went to a grand final off the back of it. So it's not the be or end all, but it starts to feel a little bit um, yuck. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because Justin said it um, the other week as well. He's like, round four is kind of when – because preseason everyone thinks they're – at the preseason of Doom, they're going to come in and win the comp. Mm. Justin was saying round four is kind of when you can turn up to training. You basically know whereabouts you're at. Although it's not That's, the feeling yeah. at all. Do you reckon round round four? No, nah, I reckon about five. Usually, five. like, by five, you're like, oh, everyone sort of won one and lost one. You know what I mean? Not too many teams sort of go, like, five and oh to start off the season. They used to say, um, you want to win three of your first five. Like, that was yeah. kind of, like, the rule. And if you think about five, that's, like, one-fifth of the season. Of almost gone, so you do start to um, start looking around and <laughs> what do we need to do here? Yeah, and Monday start feeling really bad. Training starts to get a little bit longer. The weather starts to get a little bit colder. Yeah, um, you start looking around. Like, is he as good as I thought he was? But yeah, I don't know. It's a weird time, bro. The, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, obviously their biggest piece is Jason Tumbalolo, and, and he hasn't been there for two weeks, so yeah. you can't sort of read too much into their performances. But I don't think Jason Tumbalolo is not making out thirty points. He's not a thirty point swing. So Valentine Holmes was nice yesterday, and like when he he. he it feels like he was kind of forcing his way into the game, but that's better than seeing him sit back there and kind of just let it happen. Scott Drinkwater's nice. He just needs a bit more time in the position. So th- there are pieces there. And obviously, Isan, Isan's sort of low-key had like one of the best starts to a season he's had. Mm. Um, and they're 0-3. So um, it's a tough place to be in. But Todd Payton's the sort of dude that if if they all buy in, which I'm sure they have, he can turn them around. Mm. Bit of footage floating about a Tommy Turbo coming back. From last week, is that what Manly need right now? Oh, fuck, they need something. Get them in there. Yeah, man. they need them in. And, like, when you look at um, rosters, like, sometimes when you look across the Manly roster, you're like, oh, like, you know I mean? You, you look at the Roosters, you look at the, uh, more, probably more so Rabbitohs, you're like, oh, I know him, know him, know him. Yeah, it sort of have to be, if you're not a diehard Manly fan, you sort of have to really know your football to see who those types of guys are. And it's sort of off the back of, like, you got three of the most talented, like, you got DCE, you got the, the two Trebojevic players, so you have to pay them. What they're worth, yeah. or else they fuck off, or and then uh, the byproduct of that is like you have to have like role players come in. You can't always have like a maybe three hundred and fifty like to four hundred k type back role. You might have to deal with like one one fifty or something. Or like st- yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, and Melbourne Melbourne actually built their system off that back in the day, mm-hmm. where they'd just find like cue card players and then bring them into the system and turn them into sort of rep players. But their core was, you knew who their core was. You knew who was touching the ball the most times. Um, I just feel like they're just a little bit lost at the moment, which is hard. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I agree. I don't know if Tommy or Tommy Turbo, I don't know if he's like the answer. I don't, like I think there's the problems there are a bit deeper than just a gun fullback. But 
he changes their whole attack. Like the the way they attack at the moment is is they're being forced. You know, Dylan Dylan Walker's still kind of finding his feet back there, and Tommy Turbo plays so direct, and he, he makes so many sort of uh, Ryan Pappenhausen esque sort of breaks through the middle there. That's not really Walker's game at the moment. So Do you know, what I'll say I reckon that he makes him. Two times better than what they are right now. Yeah, on his own. Yeah, okay. not not just because he's there, but everything just sort of moves a bit better. Because you got DCE, he's probably like um, he'd be filthy the way he's playing. Mm-hmm. He loves football. Jake Javovich always trying, and then um, Kieran Foreign. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's like three really good footballers right there. I think he just squares everyone up because then um, once Tommy Tommy Turbo starts swinging right. Um, fullbacks going that way, that gives Fozzie a bit of chance of a, of a wide four on four. So you'd be surprised what a really good fullback can do. You probably notice that with Pappenhausen. Mm. Like Nico Hines is good, but um, you know when Pappy's on the field. You knew when Slater was on the field. You know when Tedesco's on the field. That's how important the fullback is right now. And Tommy Turbo's as important as Billy Slater, as important as Tedesco yep. to Manly. You know and I he, think you'll actually see, like I've been very high on Cade Cuss for a while and he kind of by his own standards, he would say he's been quiet in the last two weeks. But when Tommy's back and he's given a little bit more freedom around that ruck and he can play short to Fozzie, I think you'll see just how good Kate Cuss is. What's the go Manasi? What's the go Manasi Fanu? Oh, man, I don't know. We, I'm not too sure when he's due back. Because, um, I mean, he was – he's that good. He's, that, yeah, he's he needs to be there as well. Yeah, yeah. He's an amazing runner of the ball. And this fucking – these new rules – He'll be a killer, man. Mm, he's real strong, eh? So, yeah, yeah that, that's the crazy one there. But hopefully Tommy's back. I think Manly need him. Um, who they got this week? Oh, they've got Roosters or someone, eh? Or South? No, no, uh, no Panthers Thursday night. Panthers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're paying eights. Eight yeah, you, you almost, you almost um, I'd almost rest Tommy for another week because I don't yeah. think you've been the Panthers and then give him a full week of prep within the team. It's at Brookie, is it at Brookie as well, I think? Nah. Yeah, yeah no. Panthers go to Brookie. Yeah, oh, so yeah, you wouldn't want to play him on Brookie. that track. Yeah, <laughs> at wet at night. Hemi's a doom. Um, yeah. Give him another week. We need, you need Tommy to sort his hammies out, man. I know he'd be doing everything um, within reason and he trains really hard and that sort of stuff. But Funny yeah. injuries, hamstrings, eh? Like, yeah. Such a hard one to sort of know when to come back from. But yeah, yeah look, obviously, if he, if he comes back, Manly are going to be a, a shitload better. So 0-3 for two, them. I reckon they're two times better. 0-3 for them isn't as big a deal as probably people want to make out, but I, I think there's maybe some deeper issues there than just Tommy. Mm. Last one, Doggies held scoreless back-to-back weeks. What's doing and where does their attack come from? Yeah, um, like I'm high on I'm high on Trent Barrett. I think he's a really good coach, um, but he hasn't got off to two really good starts as a head coach when he's gone to new clubs. And he's always gone to rebuilds. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bulldogs are in the rebuild. Um, you think that'd be like just a little bit better. Like not yeah. you don't expect him to be winning, but you expect him to be um, competing. And yeah, I don't know. It's they're not like that entertaining to watch at the moment. Uh, they've got a they've got a good side. I think it's like when you say you expect them to be more competitive. We look at what they did last year, and they had you know with respect to the guys that were out there, they had not a, a shitload of talent, and they were fucking in every in every game up to their eyeballs. And in these last couple of weeks, they just they haven't really fired a shot. And I'm still sort of waiting for Jake Avarillo. Obviously, playing behind a pack that's going backwards is never easy for a guy who's new to the position just trying to figure it out. Yeah. He's nice, man. Like th- for everyone smashing me in the comments about. Jake Averillo, he's nice. Trust me. Wait till he gets a bit of fucking room and a bit of reps under him. But I, I don't know. I, I said it last week as well. Um, I thought Brisbane would blow him out just because I, I think Brisbane have more points in them. With you know, Brisbane's defense is still obviously questionable. But I, the Bulldogs, they're, they're not going to score a lot of points this year, which means they have to grind those wins out. They have the pack that can do it. Um, but I just, I'm not too sure at this point where where their points are going to come from. Yeah, and I, they've tried to drag the same system of an attack that they had at um, at Panthers, but man, Panthers are a talented side, and when you got Nathan Cleary, I think um, it's kind of like almost like how Melbourne just try to replicate 
Cooper Cronk with Brady Croft. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh, like we, we get him in the system. He looks like him a little bit, plays like him a little bit. He's just going to work like that. Where sometimes when you drag a whole new attacking system over to another team, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, you underestimate how good Nathan Cleary actually is at doing that and running the middle park and having those types of forwards. And he's got the kicking game to back it up as well. So I think Flanagan's learning a whole new system. When he was in here for Scope's podcast, he goes, oh, I'm so used to just playing right. Um, his eyes naturally just go right, right, right. Where when you hold the middle of the field and the way that they attack, you need him eyes up, eyes up everywhere and understand his role within there. So it'll take some time. Um, they might sort of roll into the... Titans type model mm. of last year where like they're like getting pumped, getting pumped and then something will turn. Like someone might have a big game and they get excited and they might string a few games together and then roll into the next season. But that's going to be a tough one for them this year, I reckon. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough season. I think it'll be between them and the Cowboys in terms of sitting sitting a bit lower. I just, I don't, I, I don't see where the points come from this year for them. Um, when they do add those pieces like... Uh, Burden, Burden is going to be important. Josh Adokar, like when they get... I mean, Nick Kotrick is another one who... He'll probably admit he probably hasn't been at his best so far as well. He, there's points in Nick Kotrick. He's a fucking game breaker when he wants to be. So, um, do you know what? Like, a Matt Burden kicking game makes him yeah. two times better because you're not defending or you're not coming off your line all the time. He can kick you out of trouble, and bro, it's so important. And then once you get down and you defend up and you got more energy about you, that type of attacking system that they normally run um, becomes a lot easier because you're like like you're up, you're excited, you actually got energy, you can see you can see the um, defence a lot cleaner and that's where they need to get to now. They're just on the back foot the whole time. They still it's got fucking the, hard. They still got the full pack of doom. Like yeah, still got, yeah, of course. They've still got a mad pack. They just, yeah, yeah it will turn. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know if they'll do enough to turn them into a, a top eight side, which people were kind of sniffing at the start of this year, just again off the back of how well they had a dig last year. Mm. Um, but they will, they will turn. We've said that about all three teams at 0-3, but the, it will turn. It's the NRL, man. Yeah, and... Um, there's sort of rumours about Cheese sort of getting about there. And mm-hmm. like, he messaged us. He goes, oh, no, those aren't true anyway. But um, like he'd be handy there, wouldn't Gun. he? Yeah. yeah. Again, like uh, we were saying uh, the other day, Jeremy Marshall King's super creative out of there. But a, a fucking a gun-running hooker at the moment, like a powerful running hooker at the moment, is just money, man, because of the way that these sides are still adjusting to the set, repeat, set, repeat, set, repeat. And you, Cheese is having a field day. You don't need to be Damien Cook. Nah. You just need to run. Strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just need to run. So, um, yeah. Even like Wade, Wade Egan's running. Like, Wade Egan is much more of a, what would you say, like a creative hooker rather than a running hooker. But yeah. he's having a field day running because he knows when to run. Um, Jeremy Marshall King is still sort of learning that part of his game. Super creative, super athletic, um, but still learning when to run. If Cheese went there now, it'd be a fucking... Yeah, over, and man. sometimes when you're a, like a nine or a seven, sometimes you get stuck in trying to look after everyone else. You sort of forget about your own game as well. But when hookers run, when halves run, good things happen, yeah. always. A, a hooker that's in form and a half that's in form, they're running. They're always running. They're taking on a line. They're confident. They're making their tackles as well. So he just needs to build that into a game and understand when to do it. So, And you, you'll you be surprised if he took three runs in the first half off the back of an offload and got three quick play the balls, but that can set up your next four or five games. Uh, that's how small it is. You look at the Dragons, they've played like, they played half a good football game early on with off the back of Benny Hunt, and then everyone gets a bit more confidence. And once the ball, play the ball, gets a little bit quicker, forward start looking a little bit bigger and faster and stronger because everything happens off the back of that. But it has to come off the backs of nines running and sevens running. Damien Cook's had one off game this year and two good games, and the two good games he's played, they've smoked them. So mm. <laughs> that's it, man. Andy side. All right, Brian. Hookers. Is that us, Lukey? That That's is up. the show and go. We'll be back next episode. Get up. <laughs>